Marvel and Disney dropped four brand new trailers this week. And today, we're going to break down all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this is the show. Thursday night, around 8pm, Disney Plus decided to drop four new trailers for the upcoming MCU-connected Marvel series. It was glorious. It caught me completely by surprise. And they just kept dropping. Every time I finished watching a trailer that I couldn't possibly be more excited than I was, another trailer, and another, and another. One right after the other. Holy crap. It made my day. It really did. I I was eager to fire up the mic and share my thoughts, but I wanted to do something a little different this time. Every episode of Marvel Plus thus far has just been me all by my lonesome, and, and this time I thought, why not bring some of my friends on and see what they think? So over the weekend... I called up four of my friends to discuss these trailers in detail. I really hope you guys enjoy this. And please, whether you love it or hate it, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at RealBrettScott or message the show at MarvelPlusPodcast at gmail.com and tell me like it is. Let me know what you think of the show overall. But most importantly... Let me know whether you liked this episode specifically. I want to get some honest feedback so that I can continue to make this podcast better. Alright, this first conversation is between myself and my good friend, Justin Logan. He's a childhood friend. Uh, We've known each other for decades. And we host a podcast together called Ambassadors of Quan. It's a 90s movie podcast where we break down and review movies from our childhood. Um, he's, a, he's a huge fan of the Marvel properties, just like me. So I thought I'd call him up and talk about the new trailer for WandaVision. All right. Are you ready to spew your almost mediocre garbage thoughts about the WandaVision trailer? <laughs> Just less than par. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Clearly, like, clearly, I'm joking. I, I call you. I talk to you more than anyone else. Like with the MCU stuff, you're like my go-to friend for talking about MCU. So, <sighs> WandaVision. Um, this is one you and I've been going back and forth like uh, for a long time about. Like before there was ever a trailer, we're like speculating about it. And it's pretty crazy looking. So what do you think? Just first of all, what do you think overall? Like looking at the trailer, like what do you think this series is? Is it going to be a good, 
good series? Is it going to be the best of all the series? What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be a deep dive into a potential future baddie. I feel like she's going to be bad eventually. And I hope it's as batshit crazy as it seems. Like, the movie I'm looking forward to behind this is Multiverse of Madness. So I cannot wait to get into the weird shit that's going to come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's something you and I went back and forth over the past, what, a couple of years about, like, theorizing that there was going to be a multiverse. It, it's kind of like, I'm more excited about it, I think, because we kind of hoped for it for so long. Then, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause we're like, man, wouldn't it be cool? It's like the way that they bring the X-Men in is like, if they discover there's a multiverse and there's all these different versions of everyone. It's like, that seems like exactly what they're doing now. Yeah. Well, the first trailer for, for this actually showed, it says house of M like house of like, I don't know, some Frenchy word, Montclair, whatever is the name of the wine. You drink. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a house of M reference in the first trailer. Oh, damn. I didn't, I didn't so that's like a, like a serious uh, Easter egg. I didn't, I never even seen that. Um, well, yeah. So, all right. What do you think's going on in this trailer? Cause it's wacky, right? It's like, it, yeah. it's obviously they, they show all. So she's, they're in some kind of world that probably she's created in her own mind. Um, yeah. And brought to reality. Um, and it, uh, she keeps changing it. Obviously she's changing the setting. Cause it's like, it's all sitcoms. You got like a, like a early black and white sitcom. And then it goes to like Brady Bunch era sitcom. And then it goes forward even more. Like it keeps going through the decades and becoming like a more modern. Yeah. Sitcom. I've seen fifties, seventies, and definitely eighties. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if there's anything else in there, but um, I think overall, she has taken over an actual real world town and everyone there is a prisoner, but her, you can see them when they break character, you know, they look scared and uh, helpless. Yeah. And they say, I I don't know, you know, so I think they're all prisoners. Like they're looking for the right, like the right thing to say and shit. Well, I think that with the things they say are involuntary and the moments when they say, Oh no, you know, I think that's them being able to break character a little bit because she loses her grip. I see. I see. Yeah. I can kind of see that. There was this one uh, scene where this woman asks her like, or she was like, who are you to the lady? And then the lady says, I don't know. Was that um, the black woman? Yes. You know who that is? No, it's somebody though. Who is that? Okay. So Captain Marvel. Okay. It's a girl. It's Monica Monica Rambeau. Or the, or the child's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's her friend's daughter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's Monica Rambeau, and apparently she's really big in Captain Marvel. I'm not really that big. I don't know much about it, really. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I did hear something about she's going to be like it's going to be she's going to be a major role in Captain Marvel too, because now it's like current day, where you know the, the mm-hmm. first Captain Marvel was in the '90s, so that little girl's like what, like middle age now. Um. Shit. I mean. Are we middle-aged then? (laughs) (laughs) Damn near. I mean, like, yeah, she should probably be around 40. Like, 
Captain Marvel does Fucking it. Life. God damn it, life. You just hit me with some existential shit, Brett. God damn it. I need time to process this. Listen, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're really middle-aged. We're not even 40 yet. Okay. Um, yeah. But, but, if, but if, we die at, if we die at 70, we're for sure middle-aged. So, <laughs> and that's, that's not out. That's completely normal. I see that shit every day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're very we're, we're approaching middle age at the very least. So, um, yeah. Um, God damn! If that was gonna be a lighthearted talk, you just fucked me up. Yep. <laughs> that's what I do. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Anyways, so, so you think that she has taken over a real life town, and she's kind of holding yeah. this, uh, like, um illusion around all of it right like these people are captive yeah, well, they can't help it yeah you see screen screenshots of uh in the middle there it looks like a force field when the uh some like i don't know the local authorities are trying to contact her through the actual radio in her vision yeah hey um right after that you see like a, a force field it looks maybe like a giant bubble yeah put some type of bubble around the place yeah, kind of like the the one in Endgame, like the force field around Wakanda. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I see that, and then you got like choppers coming in and everything, and then you see to see this force field kind of around this town or whatever. Um, see, what, I don't know if I'm the way I'm looking at it is maybe she is like I think she's I think she's really breaking down. Like I think that I think she might even be lost in the fact that she has created this illusion. Like she doesn't even remember that it's not real anymore because that, that, that part where you said it's Monica Rambeau asking her, like, she's like, who are you? And she's like, I don't know. And then, so obviously, obviously Wanda doesn't know either. She asked her who she was, you know what I mean? She's like, who are you? And she's like, I don't know. So, Maybe she's like just as lost as everyone else. She's believing her own illusion. Or maybe she didn't even realize that, you know what I mean? Maybe in some sort of crazy depression about the loss of vision, she created this world, but didn't even realize she was really creating it. Like how powerful, I don't think she knows how powerful she really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. When she went one-on-one with Thanos and it was kind of effective, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. A lot better than I thought she would do. Yeah, and, and like we know because we know who she is, like how powerful she really is. Like she's yeah, actually. She's I like, just didn't think. I didn't think MCU version would be as powerful, but looks like they're going there. Well, yeah, I think now that they're going to for sure bring in the other part of, of Marvel, you know, bringing in the 20th century um, stuff, bringing X Men and Fantastic Four. I think they can do it now and like make it super crazy because mutants. I mean, there's some crazy powerful mutants, right? There's a Omega level mutants. And like, I think she's one of them. She's like so powerful that it's dangerous for her to exist. Like this is the people that, that um, like the mutant control agency wants to shut down. So, she, you know, she's like a, she's up there with professor X and like, you know, scary, yeah. scary people. Um, well, so- my thing is if she, if she changes reality, that's going to mean that not only are there mutants now, there's not, they're not going to start to be mutants. There will have always been mutants, which means like apocalypse and shit. It has always been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, are you thinking she's going to change reality? And so that's how mutants come in. Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause I was thinking just the multiverse that exists anyway, like 
Well, well it's going to have to be be the main uh, verse going forward in the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want your major franchises existing on different, you know, in different universes still, which right. wouldn't make a lot of sense. I mean, considering Disney, you know, acquired all the shit, I'm sure they want to use it. So they're going to have to like merge two realities or something. I, I don't know how it's going to work, but yeah, I don't know if that will be um, a Wanda thing. I think that's where we kind of differ. I'm not sure if Wanda will be the ticket to like merging them. Uh, I think she's going to be, like you said, I think she's going to become some sort of kind of villain at some point. Um, which is like the best kind of villain, right? Like the, the one that you, you you still care about. It's like not a, not a, just the evil yeah. for the sake of being evil. Um, you know, like Loki. It's well, like maybe, you love maybe it. this is how they get. Uh, maybe this is how they get around rehashing Dark Phoenix for a third time. I God, I hope so. I, I can yeah. I can go the rest of my life without seeing another Dark Phoenix story. It's funny because that's like one of the beloved stories from like the comic books that everyone always wanted to see on the big screen, but it's like, yeah. they've done it really crappily so many times now that it's like, just, all right, just stop. Stop doing that. Yeah. Well, like the first time you're like, I'm, I'm trying to hang on here, but Kelsey Grammer is beast and this whole thing is fucked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what, I don't know if Wanda is the reason we get mutants or if, that's just a whole nother thing. Like, I don't feel like she's going to be the reason we have a multiverse. I don't know if you were thinking that or not, but I, I was picturing. You know, that- no, I don't think she's the reason. I think that she, um, she changes our reality here. Mm-hmm. So we don't even need a multiverse for mutants per se. Gotcha. I don't know. Or, or maybe she, I don't know, aligns reality with another universe. And then Dr. Strange has to fix something. I'm not sure how, it's, it's going to be crazy. However, I, I just don't know how they are going to reconcile the dates, you know? Yeah. It's like you said, it's going to be super wacky. Like it's about to get really crazy. Like, but it opens up the ability to tell so many stories that honestly, they're kind of making it easier to be lazy writers if they want to be like, because they could always just explain stuff away with like, well, that was the the other version of reality. This, you know, that's why you're getting confused. It's because, you don't know what you're talking about. This happened in this universe, and this happened in this universe. They, they're not connected. Um, but I think when we get to multiverse of madness and stuff, and all this stuff is supposedly, you know, we know that the series are connected to the movies, and we know that all this stuff eventually crosses over, and we know that there's a movie called Multiverse of Madness, and we know what's, you know, a lot of stuff that's going to happen therein we know we know there's a i don't know is it confirmed that they're bringing back um andrew garfield and and toby mcguire and bringing back like the so spider-man villains? here's the thing we we what's confirmed is all the old spider-man villains they mm-hmm. come out and you know that's confirmed and then jamie fox went so far as to post uh that picture on twitter that shows three spider-men which he quickly right. took down right. so i think that's i know it's pretty safe to say but that they want that as the big reveal closer to yeah. the time. But here's the thing. Um, we're going to have several movies that deal with the multiverse. That's what I love. Like, I, I think this whole phase four is going to be introducing and getting like 
well versed in the multiverse. Like it, it's going to be introducing it and having you comfortable with the fact that there's a multiverse because not only do we get this one division where she can warp reality, then you've got, um, okay. So you've got Loki, which is all about tr- time travel and being able to change current day stuff through time travel. Right. And then, yeah. then you've also got the, the Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man film is supposed to be like a spider verse film. Right. Like that's what they're yeah. saying. So, so the spider verse is pretty much the same thing as like the multiverse that Dr. Strange is going to be dealing with. And they said, Dr. Strange is going to be in the Spider-Man movie. So those movies are going to be heavily connected like the Spider-Man and the, the, the Dr. Strange movie to be heavily well, connected. Spider-Man comes out before the Dr. Strange movie, right? I think so. I think so. No, no, I don't know if that's true. I, dude, I don't even know anymore because they pushed back so, so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they pushed back an entire year of movies and like, not, not, really, not really movies, but what they've done is be, they only had one movie coming out this year, right? That we missed. And yeah. And, but because they push that so far forward, which kind of sucks because it's like a prequel film, it sucks that it affects everything yeah. else. But you know, uh, also they couldn't film all these other movies. So they, they had to push back Eternals, which is supposed to be the next one we're getting. And that means they got to push back all the other ones. Like those got to be made first. So then you got the Spider-Man movie gets pushed back. You got, uh, Dr. Strange gets pushed back. And then Shang-Chi, uh, supposedly that's one of the n- next ones we're getting. It, it was supposed to be Eternals. And then Shang-Chi was the next one we were getting. No, man, you have to say it like Feige. His name is Shang-Chi. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Yeah, He emphasized it so fucking hard. It was hilarious. I know, I know it. You, and you know what? You know they probably gave him shit about it. Like, dude, you have to you have to say Shang-Chi. <laughs> you have to say it right. Um, dude, I would not want to be that guy. Like, for one, all the responsibility uh, on your shoulders. But then also having to pronounce all the names in that presentation. And then also yeah. say Shang-Chi <laughs> the way it's correctly pronounced. Yeah, especially, especially considering because each um, type of movie, like you have to pronounce names because they have people that are the director and shit, like regarding right. to the movie. So it's all like, you know, a whole Asian crew on this and yeah. like the actual African crew on this. So you have to get all those fucking names. You got to nail it. Yeah, that, that would be difficult. And it's like... It, it's not the time to fuck up people's names and like the way you said, you know, like like, it's not the time to mess with people's culture. So yeah, I would be like really on edge if I was him. I'd have been so nervous, like not about the presentation or enticing investors, but just about pronouncing the names correctly. Um, all right. Well, I think, I think we kind of put our thoughts out there well enough for WandaVision with what we have right now. Uh, so we could probably wrap this thing up, but Thanks for coming on the podcast and, and talking about WandaVision. And hopefully we can get back to doing our own podcast where we talk about 90s movies. <laughs> hey, well, I watched the movie. It only took like nine months. Yeah, we'll get back to it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So thanks for coming on. And hopefully I'll talk to you soon to record some ambassadors of Quan. All right, man. I'll talk to you next time. All right, later. Later. Okay. For the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer, I had a guest lined up, and last minute...
things fell through, and so I'm going to try to break down and review this trailer all by my lonesome. Um, so, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All we had before was that short little clip um, that they had from the uh, the Super Bowl, right? And you got maybe, maybe 10 seconds of footage from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It told us absolutely nothing in terms of story or what to expect. Um, it just showed some cool action and, you know, enticed us. Uh, but other than that, that was it. I mean, you, you didn't get any hint of what was going on. And after watching the new trailer that just came out last Thursday, um, I honestly, it, it doesn't give you a whole lot more. Um, it's mostly, uh, it's mostly action with a few little bits of dialogue. Uh, now, now that's what I really want to talk about here because you can't really tell what exactly is going down with the action. Um, it seems as if you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are both being hunted, right, throughout this thing. Uh, whether it's by government forces or some unknown entity uh, that has a lot of firepower. I don't really know. I, I can't tell who the enemy of, you know, who their enemy is in this. But this I had to touch on because I read a while back this theory uh, be, because of the casting of an older black man, um, and, and his name escapes me right now, um, I just remember hearing this a while back, that this actor had been cast, and a lot of people were speculating that he would be playing, and there's been no announcement of who he's playing, it's to, to this day, um, but there was a lot of speculation for, you know, real nerds, uh, people way, way more, um, embedded way deeper into the comic book origins and stuff than I am. Um, they were speculating that that gentleman must be playing Isaiah Bradley. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Isaiah Bradley, and then I'm going to go into why I think this trailer may give us a clue as to whether or not that speculation was on point. Okay, let me let me just tell you about Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley, the first black Captain America. Isaiah Bradley grew up in New York City when he met Faith Shabazz. The two fell in love and were soon married in 1940. They spent their honeymoon at the World's Fair in Queens. Unfortunately, the two were soon parted. When, after Pearl Harbor was attacked by the Japanese, the United States of America entered the war, and Isaiah joined the army. This parting was compounded by Faith's pregnancy with their first daughter, Sarah Bradley. After losing the secrets of the Super Soldier Serum with the death of Dr. Erskine, the United States Army still wanted to produce more super soldiers like Steve Rogers. Colonel Walker Price and Dr. Wilfred Nagel forcibly recruited Isaiah and 300 other African-American soldiers to serve as test subjects to recreate the super soldier serum. To keep the operation secret, 
Families were sent letters informing them that their soldiers, um, of their soldiers' deaths. Although Faith refused to accept Isaiah's death and continued to look for the truth. Now, this thing, I just have to say, this thing reeks of the Tuskegee study. The Tuskegee syphilis study. If you don't know anything about it, um, I actually just, it, it's kind of serendipitous because I just got done uh, the other day putting out a podcast and a YouTube video all about the Tuskegee study where 600 African Americans were part of a study without being informed that they were part of a study. And uh, they were being, they, they were told they were being treated um, for something, uh, told they were giving f- given free health care, when in fact they were give, being given placebo, and the study was just to watch them deteriorate and, and see the, the, official, the official title of the study was um, the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. It was literally to see how black men would suffer if they were untreated with syphilis. Terrible, terrible tragedy. Terrible thing for the government and medical researchers to do. Um, and, And after reading, I found out that this... This storyline about Isaiah Bradley was supposed to be reminiscent of that. Um, the writers definitely did that on purpose. Made some serious, like, um, you know, uh, comparisons to that. Uh, okay, back to Isaiah Bradley. Of the 300 African American soldiers, only a handful of men survived the gruesome process. These survivors became a covert black ops team. After only a few missions, only Isaiah, Maurice, and Luke Evans remained. While waiting in Sintra, Portugal, for the arrival of Captain America, Maurice discovered the truth about his parents' death. Enraged by the information coupled with PTSD and an exaggerated thyroid gland, Maurice was led into a confrontation resulting in his death, the death of Sergeant Evans, and the severe injury of Isaiah. Isaiah Bradley's last assignment was a suicide mission to kill Dr. Kosh, stop the development of the German super soldier formula, and destroy a Nazi death camp in Schwarzbitt, Germany. Before leaving on the mission, Isaiah took a Captain America costume and shield with him. His mission was successful, but but he was also captured. Luckily, while being transported, Isaiah was rescued by a group of, of German freedom fighters. Months after Isaiah was rescued from Germany, he was able to finally return home where he was promptly court-martialed and given life in prison for stealing the Captain America costume. Starting in 1943, Isaiah served 17 years in solitary confinement. There, his body and mind slowly deteriorate due to unforeseen side effects from the super-soldier serum. He was only released because Faith wrote President Eisenhower a letter every month for three years. In 1960, on the day of Kennedy inauguration, Isaiah was granted a full pardon and sworn to secrecy. So, 
that's the origin of Isaiah Bradley. Now, let's get back to this trailer. Um, like I said, a lot of people were speculating that the old man cast in this series might be Isaiah Bradley, um, which would make for a really interesting storyline because in a Captain America storyline, Steve Rogers finds out about the existence of Isaiah Bradley. But how much more perfect would it be to have Sam Wilson be that person who discovers this secret history where a black man was basically Captain America. You know, Sam Wilson, who has been given the shield by Steve Rogers to take up the mantle. How perfect would it be for him to find out, you know, that, that he's not the first black man to don this shield? Uh, I just think it would make for really interesting storytelling. And I, I based on this trailer... I think it's a real possibility that that's going to make up a bulk of this six-episode series. That that storyline is going to play a big part. And this is why. In one of the quick little dialogue scenes that you get, you see Sam Wilson, and it looks as though, to me, that he's standing in the Captain America Museum. Now, I could be wrong about that, but it, it felt like he was standing in the Captain America Museum that we saw... In um, in the first or in in the second Captain America movie, The Winter Soldier, um, and he's standing there and he's talking to someone. I'm not sure who he's talking to, but he says that shield has a complicated history, and so I think, and like like I said, this is speculation and it's based on others' speculation, but I have a strong feeling that that's what he's referencing. He's referencing Isaiah Bradley and the whole, um, you know, forcing African-Americans into taking this super soldier serum and making them an experiment, you know, and then swearing them to secrecy. And another, another part of the Isaiah Bradley story is um, he then can't get covered by the VA. <laughs> when he's having, when he's having all these um, medical problems later in life do to side effects from the serum, he can't get any help from the government. Terrible. But how how amazing would that be to, to put that into the story? I mean, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the best TV I've ever seen, which is the Watchmen series on HBO, which was so damn good. Like, I really think it's some of the best TV ever made it's, it's unfortunate that we probably won't be getting uh, any more of that Watchmen HBO series it was meant to be a one-off meant to be a miniseries um, but I digress I think uh, I think there's a strong possibility that you know if this is not the main storyline of this six episode series that it's at least going to be a big part of what's going on uh, I heard people saying that they thought that um, Sam would uh, kind of refuse the shield at some point, but then maybe he'll meet Isaiah Bradley, and, and in meeting him and in talking to him, maybe feel some uh, obligation to, to take up the mantle um, and be, you know, uh, an African-American 
Captain America that could stand in the light and not be, you know, hidden away, um, to not be denied, and and to do that, you know, in honor of what Isaiah Bradley did. Um, so <laughs> that, that this is my speculation, like I said, based on speculation of others, um, but the the trailer is what led me to believe that it's highly likely that this is going to be at least part of the storyline in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Other than that, I didn't get a lot from the um, from the trailer in terms of storyline. Now, I remember I, I talked before a lot about um, whether this would somehow introduce uh, you know the Weapon X program or uh, allude to the existence of mutants. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can get into something that deeply um, and spring something that new uh, in, in a series this short. And from, from what I'm hearing, these series are going to be treated, especially the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as one long movie. So it's not going to be like your typical series. It's going to be like a six-hour film. And uh, with that in mind, you can only introduce so much new stuff. You know, you don't want to detract from the main storyline. So I think the Isaiah Bradley thing it, it is most likely going to be a big part of this. And then something else really big, which I have no idea what it is. So, I mean, it, it, it could be anything. I, I don't know why they're being hunted. I don't know why. Um, like, I, I've tried it. I was thinking maybe it's because of the Sokovia Accords still. But it's like, I don't think so. They just uh, brought back half of the living creatures on Earth by defeating Thanos. You know? why i mean actually they were some of the people that were taken so it's like surviving all this craziness this this five years of madness that the world went through you know that they talked about in endgame and then eventually brought everyone back it's like i think they might give them a pass you know maybe they're not gonna still come after them over the uh sokovia accords uh, because they were you know in civil war part of the the faction that that left it was kind of against the government um, but i have a hard time believing that that that's why the government's after them and maybe it's not the government maybe it's a foreign government um you see a uh, zemo in this and so you know might be heavy hydra uh it might be some some sort of still hidden uh branch of hydra that's coming after them um like I said, it might relate very much to that original Super Soldier Serum and the, uh, the, the the German Super Soldier Serum that Isaiah Bradley stopped them from creating. So it, it could all tie together in something like that, but I have a strong feeling that Isaiah Bradley is going to be a major plot point in this series. All right, I, I hope that me doing this alone was entertaining enough. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let's get on with the show. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jeff. Um, this next conversation is with Mr. Dave Horrocks, who is definitely a podcaster's podcaster. Much like myself, Dave hosts several podcasts with his co-host, Chris Phelps, including Comics in Motion, where they break down films and series based on comic books, and The VHS Strikes Back, 
where they talk about movies from the VHS era. Both fantastic podcasts. Those guys never stop putting out content. It seems like they must be recording every day of the week, and I seriously admire the hustle. With Dave's extensive comic book background, I thought he would be a perfect person to call up and discuss the brand new trailer for the animated anthology series, What If? I've got Mr. Dave Horks on the line, and we're trying something new, recording with some new technology, so hopefully all goes well. But um, how's it going, Dave? Yeah, not too bad. I'm all good. Cheers, mate. I'm uh, sort of a little bit behind on my Christmas shopping, if I'm honest. But uh, apart from that, looking forward to some time off work. What about yourself? Yeah, same. Same here. Uh, we've got, it seems like Christmas is coming sooner this year, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not as if we've been sat at home and uh, loads of time to prepare, is it? <laughs> I know. This is loads of... <laughs> Um, so, so today uh, we're going to talk about the What If trailer. Uh, did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it looks pretty tasty, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of the reasons I wanted to have you on specifically is because I know that you are a, a comic book guy. You've got that comic book background, and so you might be more, more versed in some of what's going on um, in this trailer than some other people that I might have on. So um, what did you think from, from what you saw from this trailer? Do you see anything from the comic storylines? Um, were you a reader of the What If comics? So I've read a, a few of the What Ifs. It's not my one of my favorite go-to series, but I mean, whenever I read a story, I, I always enjoyed it. But usually it's because I was seeking out a particular story rather than right. start issue one and then go on from that. I do actually own that. I, th I think the very first issue is what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? Because, you know, when he got his powers and everything, he went to, to see them and then they kind of, you know, sent him on his way because uh, <clears throat> he wanted to get paid. <laughs> right. But, you know, and uh, I, I think I read one as well about what if Wolverine actually took down the Hulk? And usually yeah. with these stories it ends up with some dark, sinister twist. You know, someone dies or, or the outcome ends up a lot worse than what it did in the actual continuity. And so I don't right. know if they're going to do something like this with the uh, series, but it looks like what they're doing is rather than taking particular stories from the comics, they're taking mm -hmm. that whole concept and then just applying it to the MCU movies. Yeah, yeah, I think I actually, I was watching something with Kevin Feige where he was talking about, um, you know, this slate of upcoming shows and movies, and he did mention that. He, he said uh, that it would it would put a spin on what we've seen in the MCU, so it's, so it's almost like, um, you know, the movies and the series are the comic book, you know, they, they are the world that they're playing with, so it's going to be spins on what we've already seen, not, not necessarily stories from the comics. So. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 being a Brit, you know, the, the one that jumps out at me is it looks like Peggy, Peggy Carter is essentially going to be the one who takes the super soldier serum uh, instead mm -hmm. of Steve Rogers. And then she's going to become, I, I don't know if they're actually going to call her Captain Britain or, you know, they're, I, I've heard 
Captain Carter mentioned. Uh, it's not much of a uh, alter ego, is it? If you use no. <laughs> already surname. Um, but yeah, the design on that looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, I don't. You probably do know, don't you, from the Uncanny X, X, X cast, if anything. But uh, obviously, there is a Captain Britain, but he's he's yes. nothing like Steve Rogers. You know, he got his powers from Merlin and what have you, and he's a bit of an obscure one that uh, I'm not sure will ever make it to live screen. So this is probably about as good as we're going to get for Captain Britain. I think. Uh, I mean, you never know. We're getting we're getting Moon Knight. We're getting. Uh... We're getting all kinds of stuff that I didn't imagine us getting. So you never know. Uh, there could be a Captain Britain series down the line. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think I was I was going to ask that. I was like, would they call her Captain Britain because she's nothing like the Captain Britain character? She's just basically a a British version of the Captain America character. So I don't know. I saw that. I saw the Union Jack Shield, um, and I was like, I don't know. What do they call her, Captain Britain? I, I think they will go with it. I mean, obviously, you, you've got Brian Braddock. He's the original Captain Britain. Um, mm. And then, obviously, Psylocke took took that mantle for a little bit. But uh, yeah. I, I think it's probably the simplest answer. Even though it's nothing like the comics, I, I think they might go with that. Like I say, because I, I don't think they're going to draw too much on the comics. And they're just going right. to literally look at that, uh, look at the movies. And I think I've seen the... I, th I think they're going to start off with the Captain America, Captain Britain episode, even though kind of 2008 Iron Man, you know, if they're going to follow the movies, you would start it with Iron Man, wouldn't you? But uh, I, I think they're going to start it with the Captain America one. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, what else? Because I saw, saw some other storylines in there kind of mixed in, and it's hard to tell what's what at this point because, you know, it's just really short clips. But uh, I saw a, a zombie Captain America clip? Like, what was that about? I thought that was maybe steeped in comics. Yeah, so so there was a series called Marvel Zombies, and I think I think that was a nickname back in the day for people who just only read Marvel comics. You know, these called geeks yeah, like yeah, Marvel yeah. Zombies, but they did do a series, and and honestly, if you've not read it, I would highly recommend it. It is incredibly really? dark. <laughs> so essentially, wow. you end up with, in the comics, you end up with the heroes. They end up one by one become, becoming infected, excuse me. <clears throat> and, um, you know, because they're the most powerful beings on the planet, they end up eating all the humans. And, and the twist from, a, I guess, a normal Marvel movie is, a, a sort of Marvel a zombie movie, is once they've eaten, they kind of get some of their humanity back. And and oh, the hungrier they get, the more zombie-like they become, you know, and they just, they need to feed. But once they've fed, they have <laughs> that kind of remorse. Right. Um, and at the end of the first, uh, you know, the first series, they end up basically eating everyone. So they have to uh, jump into a parallel dimension to, you know, find more to eat. And so... I think they're going to do something like that with, uh, obviously it looks like Captain America is a Marvel zombie there, doesn't he? So that, yeah. uh, Steve Rogers one. So I don't know if these episodes are going to be connected to each other or it's going to be like um, Black Mirror type thing. It's going to be an anthology series where it goes to the next movie and then the pre it goes to the next episode and then the previous ones forgot. 
Yeah, I think that is what I mean because that's how that is how the comic books were. Mm-hmm. It was an anthology. It was like each world was separate from each world. You know, it wasn't. You know, it was like the multiverse of what could happen. Yeah. And um, yeah, this looks kind of like uh, it, it looks like Tales from the Crypt with like the Watcher as the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, did I you think the Watcher? Did, did you know? Yeah, I think the Watcher is quite often in the comics, isn't he? And uh, mm-hmm. the What If comics, and you know, says something at the end about you know how dark things have turned out. But um, yeah, so I, I think the Watcher will be in there. Um, obviously, he's he's there in the trailer, isn't he? I did notice that T'Challa um, is taking the pa- the place of Peter Quill, isn't he? By the looks of it. Oh yeah, see, that's that's something I wanted to ask you about because I saw that clip and I was like, uh, okay, so we've got. Uh, What's his name? Yandu. Yep. Uh, he, he's arriving on Earth, but he's approaching a young T'Challa. Yeah. And I was like, "What's going on here?" Um, so yeah, okay, I get that. Like, like maybe he's like, "What if T'Challa um, became Star Lord?" Yeah, and I don't think. I mean, it might be in a what if somewhere, but um, I, I don't know if they're drawing off something from the outside world here. So I didn't realize this until I started digging into it, but Chadwick Boseman auditioned for the part of Drax. And so it it was through kind of that audition process. They probably, you know, thought to call him one of the first people when they were looking for a Black Panther, you know, looking for a Gala. So I, I don't know if they're more influenced by the kind of real life stuff as opposed to, you know, anything specifically from the comics. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that I mean, that would give you a lot of ideas. If you were in the process of making films and TV and you saw all these different actors playing different characters or auditioning for different characters, I imagine that would be like, that'd be a, a great place to draw storylines from. Like, if you're doing something crazy like this, like a multiverse. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks, it looks really good, doesn't it? I, I think, again, because you think, well, okay, what happens to Peter Quill then? Um and going back right. to Peggy Carter, so if Peggy Carter takes the super so put my teeth back in the super soldier serum, <laughs> if she's taking that, then what happens to Steve Rogers? And it does look like Steve's around, and and we see him. He's in like a a World War Two uh, type Iron Man suit, you know, like a Mark One Iron Man suit. So I yeah. think uh, Tony's dad, uh, whose name escapes me, Howard. Um, I think he's probably going to end up building Steve that suit, and you know that'll that'll be how he'll continue. But um, no, I, I must admit, when this series was first announced, I thought, what's the point in that? Because I was thinking that it would be just mirroring what's in the comics, and I was yeah. thinking, oh well, you know, like I say, I, I quite like the when Wolverine takes down Hulk. You know, you could potentially explore that, and you know that kind of look okay but the fact that they're going to mirror it to the mcu is so simply brilliant i think um you know when yeah. when it's obvious when it became obvious that's what they're doing i'm thinking well yeah of course why wouldn't they do that <laughs> yeah it totally makes sense it's like because the mcu it, it is it's like a world of its own you notice they'll do similar to comic storylines mm-hmm. but it's not exact um and it's definitely its own world. Almost like, you know, there's a there's different Marvel universes we know of. You know, there's like a, a Marvel six one six universe. There's a you know, there's different 
universes and the MCU is its own kind of entity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I say, I think they're going to do, uh, what was it? 21 movies. So each, each movie will have its own kind of what if. So I'm, I'm very interested, you know, what's going to happen um, with Endgame in particular. You know, what what's the last one going to look oh, yeah. like? It did cross my mind. You, you mentioned about the Steve Rogers zombie, whether, you know, it, there's something of an Infinity Stone issue there or something. Maybe Thanos, Thanos makes a snap and, you know, instead of dusting half of the universe, it, it opens up a portal to marvel zombies world or, or something like that right right okay so it sounds like you have actually uh, read a little bit of other background than i have on this so did you say did you read somewhere that there was going to be that many episodes or think, yeah but i or maybe they're going to break it up into seasons like maybe the first season only have you know it, 10 episodes i don't know yeah so um, ba, 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 ba. just looking at it here, it looks like the first season will be 10 episodes. Um, and then they'll have a second season of 10 episodes as well, which, which is the plan now, you know, in 2020, yeah. most plans have gone out the window, haven't they? But, uh, I believe that's what the, the plan is. And so th- these will come out around kind of summer next summertime next year. Um, and I would imagine with it yeah. being animated, it's going to be easier to, you know, rather than putting a big movie together. Um, you know, I know people still have to go to the recording studios and, and what have you, but you would have thought it would have been less disrupted by a big movie where you have to get, you know, hundreds of crew on set and extras in and all that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Like nowadays you can do most of that, especially with animation from home. I mean, you could, get the uh whatever you need to, to the recording technology um all the art all the cartooning itself it, it can all be done remotely so i imagine that would would be easier to put together than a live action series like way yeah. easier and i must so, admit I, I mean obviously you're going to be covering all the different things that have been announced in the slate but i must admit you know i've had <clears throat> uh, so in the uk uh, disney plus only came out this march so we haven't had it quite as long yeah. as it's been available in the US, but, um, you know, I signed up to it and it's great to go back and watch the movies. You know, Mandalorian is probably the one bit of new content that's that's been good, but, so but good, I've been yeah. left wondering a little bit like, well, you know, with Netflix, I get loads and loads of things that I want to watch. This is, you know, seems a little right. bit flat, whereas with announcing this new slate, with the Marvel stuff and, and unexpected with, with the amount of new Star Wars content that's coming out as well, you know, and they've got I this, I, I think they're calling it, is it Disney star? You know, the kind of R rated stuff is going to start coming on there as well. So yeah, well, yeah pretty exciting to be honest. Yeah. It's definitely a reason to, to they're, they're keeping me on board for sure. Like announcing all this stuff. And now with everything being pushed back mm-hmm. so much from, from 2020 to 2021, it, it sounds like a lot of it's going to be crammed right together. So we won't have to wait a long time in between each series. Uh, Cause they got to make up for that lost time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, probably Warner brothers broke the seal as much as anyone, haven't they with, you know, an, a- announcing that, Wonder Woman's going to come out. I think it's within the next week here yeah. in the in the UK. Um, 
And I think that, you know, by saying it's going to be available in the cinemas, but on streaming at the same time on HBO Max as well. And then all of the yeah. movies that they're going to release next year are, are going to be available on streaming at the same time as releasing to the cinemas. So I, I do think, you know, we're just going to see a change. And I think we're going to see Disney just investing hugely in the new content for their streaming service. I do too. I think, I think you're right on right there. Um, and, and I hope, I hope we don't lose. I mean, we're losing theaters here. We, we have a major theater here in, in our, in Columbus, um, shut down. I mean, it's like one of those big, like 30 theater mm-hmm. complexes and it's, it's now closed forever. And it's just sad to see. And I hope that we still will always have, um, the ability to go to theaters and see movies on a giant screen yeah. in that way. But, it, you know, it, it's kind of been going this way for a while. I mean, we're streaming is where everything's heading. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think I, I mentioned Endgame, which I know people have different opinions. And I know one of my friends was like, Oh, well, I, I've missed a few movies from the MCU. And, I didn't have a clue what was going on. You know, I didn't get all the references and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for us fans who've been there since, you know, the 2008 Iron Man, it was such a payoff. And, you know, I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, I've got a 65-inch uh, TV at home, decent surround sound. So I'm happy watching movies on here. But for something like Endgame, to watch that for the first time at home, it just wouldn't have been the same. So... I do hope they still exist. I guess the the thing that makes me slightly hopeful is obviously the the vaccines are coming out and and we should see that kind of accelerate Mm. through next year. I still think next year is going to be pretty tough. Um, But when when everywhere starts opening up again and and people are confident to actually go out, because that's that's the other thing as well, isn't it? With, um, you know, just the confidence to go out to the cinema. I think people will start to yeah. to come back. And you mentioned about the cinema closing down. What what are they unless they actually knock down the building? It's still got the screens in the <laughs> yeah. seats. It's it's made out to be a cinema, isn't it? So even if the company goes under, yeah. I'm optimistic that some investors will come along and say, "Oh, well, we'll we'll rent that building and we'll start showing movies there." Yeah, yeah, I could see something like that happening. A whole new, you know, there could be a whole new generation of new theater companies uh, around the bend because of this. Like a lot of companies might go under and a lot of brand new startups might say, hey, we're the so-and-so theaters and we're going to take over these buildings. So who who knows? I I do think, yeah, there's, there's got to be something else because, you know, people like us, people who enjoy that, cinema experience i i think we're probably uh, getting older now aren't we you know i i'm not sure that the younger generation still really want to go to the cinema um or are they happy you know sitting yeah. at home watching a movie at home so they can still play about on their phone and stuff i, I think that's what they're competing for I, yeah i've thought about that and um i, I just always come back to look at how many people rush to the theaters to see these movies, you know, just yeah. last year, like look at how much money Endgame made. Um, it, it, people still want to do that. 
Um, now there's an argument like, is it that they just don't want to wait the extra three months mm -hmm. to see it on video, uh, see it on streaming, or do they really want to see it? I think I've got to, I'm hopeful at least that, uh, that there's something about the experience still, even for the younger generation that they, they want to see it on the big screen. Did you used to enjoy on a Friday night going to Blockbusters, having a peruse around, looking at all the movies? and? Because <laughs> yeah, I yeah. used to love it. I, I used to work there for a number of years when I was getting through college. And, uh, you know, and then even after when I'd finished, you know, you, you like going around, you like selecting the video. That's, that's half of the night, isn't it? It's choosing something to watch. Yeah. So I, I used to love that. And I really do miss that experience. But I just think convenience wins out in the end. And so, uh, well, uh, and the fact these these things don't That's exist true. anymore. <laughs> or, or there's one, isn't there? There's one in the US right. somewhere, I, I seem to remember. But... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I see your point. Yep. I, I do see, like, it did seem like um, when there was video rentals, and that is what you did to, to watch things, you know, um, it didn't seem like there was anything else. Like there wasn't anything else. There was no other option. Um, so who knows, like something comes along and it changes everything and streaming might just do that. It might just do that for theaters. I hope not. Or I hope there's at least some old art houses, you know, that stay open, um, for, for the old people <laughs> like myself and yeah, I'll be able to, to go see it on the big screen. Um, but maybe, maybe there won't be theater chains nationwide like there maybe it'll go the way of the drive-in theater maybe I, and and i still think well yeah next year like i say is going to be tough 2022 i i think you'll still i think you'll see people going back into the cinemas and and again you know we're, we're not quite that old are we that we're going to be uh expiring anytime soon so i, I think the cinema industry <laughs> will probably be okay you know once it gets over this bump for the next 10 years I, I think it's you know beyond that where yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you know they maybe have to do something a bit different to encourage people to come in um yeah don't don't know what that is if i did i'd probably be making a lot of money but um i, I think that's what they've got to do in order to make it viable and i also think the filmmakers as well it's, it's going to be really interesting what happens with budgets I think since the writers' strike in was it two thousand seven ish two thousand eight, um, since then Hollywood has has really been devoid of really groundbreaking ideas, hasn't it? You see a lot less original movies, you see a lot more reboots, lots and lots of comic book movies and stuff, sure. and and you don't see that diversity, yeah. and you don't see as many low budget movies being particularly successful in, on the big screen. So budgets have just got bigger and bigger and bigger, haven't they? I, th I think Endgame's had something like 350, 400 million or something to make. So, and they, they're confident they can do that because they think, right, we'll, we'll pull in a, a million, a billion from the box office. Whereas now, if you're a producer, would you be confident? Look, look at Tenet. You know, I, th I think that, just about made some right. money, didn't they? But, um, you know, probably a lot less than expectations. So I hope this kind of horrible event that we're kind of going through will spark a bit of a, a creative streak as well, because people will be thinking, okay, we need to do something a bit more original. We can't just throw massive special effects at everything and, and you know, we'll make uh, some cool little independent movies potentially.
yeah, I, 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 I'd love to see that happen. I, I think, um, tell you what, let's, let's wrap this thing up. I think that, um, that's a good message to go out on, man. A little bit of hope for some creativity coming in the future. And, um, Dave, thank you for coming on and talking about what if, and for talking with me about all this other stuff about movie theaters and, and, you know, how things are going to be in yeah. the future. <laughs> no, it's really I good enjoyed to catch it. up, Brett. And, uh, yeah, went off on a little bit of a tangent there, didn't we? So, yep, definitely go out and catch uh, What If when it comes out in the summer, and, and I'm sure we'll be talking again about it. Yeah, and I, I'd let everyone know about uh, the Comics Motion podcast and the VHS Strikes Back. So hopefully we'll send some listeners over there and, um, you know, they can enjoy it as much as I do. So thanks for coming on, Dave, and I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, either on your podcast or on another one of mine. Bye now. All right, guys. For our last trailer breakdown, I reached out to my good friend, Jesse Cole. Jesse is a big fan of the Marvel properties, and he and I post a hangout slash self-improvement podcast called Long Lost Brothers, where we inevitably bring up superhero films on a regular basis. He also hosts a podcast of his own, called The Jesse Show. So go check that out over on YouTube. All right. Here we are talking about the brand new trailer for Loki. Jesse Cole. What's up, bro? What's happening, man? Not a lot. Just uh, doing that, that, that meal prep. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's go ahead and jump into this Loki review. All right. All right, so you watched the trailer, uh, as you said, probably a couple times, right? Yeah, but we did it before. Okay, yeah, I watched it a few times, too. And I think um, just, I guess, first of all, what what did you think overall, like, first impression? I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm, my thoughts initially are, like, where is it, where, what Loki are we getting? Because that's the, the Loki that just got done trying to conquer earth right yes yeah see that's the thing he gets taken like when he takes the tesseract and transports out there it's like the 2012 loki so it's like before he he had a chance to turn things around and like help his brother help the avengers you know uh yeah yeah so we're we're dealing with a a different version of loki than than we know now yeah we're dealing with like gangster loki yes like hell-bent on world domination loki yeah, on this uh, catching arrows and you know what I'm saying, like catching arrows from Hawkeye trying to shoot him while he's riding the yes. alien uh, old chariot. But well, yeah, one thing about this man is I think that um, this was before I saw this trailer. I this was yeah. the one I was probably least excited about, like of all these series that were coming. But now that I've seen it. I'm I'm fired up about it. Like I really yeah. want to see it now. It looks really good. Yeah, and it's also I think it, it gives a lot to uh opening up a lot of other worlds and characters and um you know it, 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 him having the test rack gives him a lot of travel ability, so right. Um, He's clearly and where he goes uh in this trailer is to a place where they, they time travel. That's what they do. It's, it's the, the TVA. If you don't know this, it's from the comic book. It's, it's uh, the Time Variance Authority. 
So, oh, right. okay. so that's what he's doing. Like when you keep seeing him in these different places with these weird, like looking different cultures and stuff, it's he's traveling through time. Um, and what I noticed is throughout the entire thing, he has like a, he has like a house arrest bracelet around his neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So I, mean, I didn't touch that, but I'm guessing that they're they're making him work for them. Like maybe go I don't know, fix shit that's being messed up on the timeline or like correct things from other time travel or something, but yeah, it looks right. like they're making him travel around. That's yeah. Where were they when uh so what's up with Doctor Strange's uh you know the time right. stone? Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe not allowed. Maybe yeah. Sort of like sort of ethics or something. It could be. It could be. I mean, maybe the Avengers traveling through time was like a, a huge breach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe they're like, uh, sorry, we, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, like who knows what, what they're going to do. But, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like maybe this will then turn him back into the Loki that, that we yeah. are now, you know what I mean? Like whatever he goes yeah. through now. And this is, should also, uh, I wonder if this is going to um, bleed into the, you know, the crossover episodes between like Black Widow and, uh, <clears throat> um, and, uh, you know, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier and what have you. Yeah. It's interesting. Like with, with time travel, you can open up a whole bunch of stuff. Like it could definitely cross over into everything. I mean, if he affects the timeline in any way and also, um, it's we're about to get a bunch of movies where they're they're going like there's a multiverse and now it's going to be obvious yeah. right we're going to get different spider-man we're going to get different yep. um different versions of different characters we're going to get old villains that we haven't seen from other you know from the fox movies from the sony movies so right who knows yeah. man who knows what go ahead the disney marvel universe version instead of the sony not to hate on song. Right. And it's not, I mean, honestly, they collaborate well. Yeah. Like, um, there were some things that were done right in, in the Sony Spider-Man movie. Like that Spider-Verse movie is off the chain. Good. Like I I, I, do. That's funny. I just watched that Saturday night. Oh, it's so good, dude. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh yeah. I thought, I think it's one of the best Spider-Man movies, period. Out of like the, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Spider-Man movies. Like, that's yeah. in the top three, I think. I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's killer. It felt like a, you're watching a comic book, too. It's cool. Like, I like yeah. how they did that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not... And it's and usually DC smashes, I think, out uh, on the animation tip. I think DC is usually far superior on the animations, but yeah. that kind of uh, level of playing field a bit. Yeah, and, and like, well, I talked uh, with another friend of mine earlier about the What If series, which is the animated series. I don't know if you got a chance to look at that yet, but I think that's going to be pretty awesome, too. So I, I'd like to see if Marvel can kind of... They never used to be that great at animation. I mean, they did good in the 90s with the, with like, the Spider-Man yeah. and X-Men, but, yeah, you know, they're nowhere near uh, Mar- uh, DC when it comes to, like, these animated films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, like... When I remember I saw uh, I know this is a Marvel podcast, but I remember I saw that Green Lantern one. I was like, not even hit to Green Lantern really. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're cussing. 
oh, people oh, yeah. are actually like really dying, or like the Flashpoint Paradox, it's like, oh, they're going to kill people. Oh, yeah, the, the Flashpoint Paradox was so good, man. Like, I thought that was so awesome. Um, they just kill it. DC does kill it. And, and maybe now we're going to see Marvel step their game up animation-wise. Like, I hope so. I would imagine. Uh, I really hope so. Like, they, they've kind of dominated, I think, personally, the movie scene. It's kind of been like yeah. Marvel is really good at movies, and DC is really good at series and animation. Like Yeah, DC is, like, catching up, though. I will say that with their movies. Uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And so but, that's why I'm hoping that Marvel does the but, same in the animation but, realm. Yeah, yeah, and in the series realm, because, like, you have all those, like, WB shows that, you know, they're, they're all right in the first three seasons are great, but, you know, right. after that's like, all right, I'm... I'm right, but they have, the, the thing is, is that as much as, you know, old guys like me and you, like, we sour on it, you know, after a little while, it's like, those, uh, those series smash. I mean, they get mm. so much ratings. They have such yeah. a huge fan base. It's crazy. Like, that, yeah, I know. you know, they're all going seven, eight seasons. <laughs> like, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still think that, uh, what's his name, Grant's I don't want to fuck his name. Up, but Green you know, Gustin. like Grant Gustin. I still think he should be like the like DC Universe's Flash. Like I do, I do too. Yeah. 100%. Oh. Oh, and they're saying that they're gonna bring um, uh, Marvel's uh, Daredevil from Netflix into the MCU. Yeah. See that. And, no, that would be cool. That Kingpin as well. Well, what's that, cool is um, I don't know if it'll be. I don't know if it'll be permanent, but definitely with this multiverse that they're doing, they can bring yeah. in people from everywhere. Yeah. Like that, that, oh my God. Can you imagine like the old Eric Bana Hulk showing up or like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, they could do shit. that. They could do that now. Dude, that, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. So I don't know this, this whole thing, they dropped all yeah. these trailers. I got excited, man. Yeah. And also with this, uh, multiverse, aren't, is that, I think it's how to bring the X-Men into the universe, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Eventually, that's that's how I think they're going to have to do it, I think. You know, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see any X-Men for a while. Um, they've already, I don't know if you saw this, but um, they finally announced a Fantastic Four movie. So that's for sure, like, the first thing that's coming. Like, before there's an X-Men or an X-Men character movie, like, they're doing no, a Fantastic that might, Four. That might be a bridge. Yeah. So... I think we're going to see that Fantastic Four before we see any kind of X-Men movie, but we might go to see some other cool shit. Like, we might see Man, some X-Men in these series or something. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe not X-Men, but, like, they might refer yeah. to stuff that has to do with mutants. Like, they might talk about Weapon X or something like that. Right. So, that'd be cool. Yeah, i So, overall, you're excited about Loki. Yeah, when that scene when he's got his horns and he's in the suit and double flips his knives, it's like, okay. Yeah, okay. and then at the end when he's like, come on, what did you expect? Like, cause, uh, exactly. Because that is the Loki. And you know what's funny is, like, you and I were talking about how, like, oh, now we have the good Loki before he died, you know, right? Um, but really, did we really have a good Loki? Like, he's yeah, still always a little bit like he's looking out for himself. He's still the god of mystery. You know, 
Well, yeah, he's, he's Loki. He's gonna do little gangster shit. Like even his attempt to kill Thanos was on some slide movement. You know what right. I mean? Like it wasn't like he was like, "We're gonna throw hands, boy." He was like, "Let me just slide in and stab you." You know, some like self like elite. Like I'm gonna pledge yeah. my allegiance and yeah. stab you. Like you know, it's not like like that's Loki. You know, like he's a trickster. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, like, and what's crazy, though, he's like, you know, he's an Asgardian. I mean, he's an ice giant, but, you know, he's an Asgardian. Like, he is really strong. Like, you know, like, he catches freaking Hawkeye's arrow. He can throw hands and beat ass, oh, like, yeah. you know. And when he has that Tesseract, he's, like, unstoppable, dude. So, I mean, yeah, so, obviously, he's not going to be holding on to it, I don't think, in this in this series. Because that, yeah. that, that time variance authority, like, seems like they have him captured and working for them. Um, but, oh, that's right. I didn't even mention, though, but Owen Wilson. Oh, they did it, right? Yeah, right there in the elevator. Like, he's the one that's introducing him to, like, uh, this, the, the time variance authority. I like him. I do, too, man. It's hilarious. And, he's like, and, and just the stuff that he did when they were in the elevator, it was so Owen Wilson. Like, he was talking about how uh, he's, like, uh, he said something to the guy about like, you're going to talk or whatever. And he's like, Oh, well, I don't like talking. Yeah. And, uh, and then he's like, um, yeah. okay, but well, you love lying and you just did it because we both know <laughs> that you love talking. And then he does that little like talky talky thing. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's such an Owen Wilson yeah. thing. Yeah. That, that show's going to be killer for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, I was I'm, pumped, like, I'm just pumped that I, I care about it now. Cause I didn't, man. I was, that was like the one that I was like, eh, okay. Like the rest, I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be sweet," but that one, I was like, "All right, whatever." Um, I think, I think Loki dying, um, kind of made me appreciate Loki more for some yeah. reason. Like, I didn't care I about know. him that much, like a lot of people did in the first couple movies and stuff, like in Avengers and stuff. But when he died, and I was like, you know what? He was a cool fucking character. He really yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the, the the dichotomy of him being like. You know, just film mistreated as a, mm-hmm. you know, like he he, mis- he feels misunderstood and, you know, and he's bad for the sake of being bad, but then, like, you know. Well, the, the best villains it. have always been the ones that, that yeah, weren't, yeah, they're misunderstood. Like, you, they had a good side, or sometimes they were a good guy. You know what I mean? They, they had some qualities, uh, admirable qualities, but. You know, sometimes they acted out of sorts. Like those are the best ones, the ones that you can relate to a little bit, rather than yeah. rather than being those like nineteen forties villains that were just all bad all the time, evil. You know, there was no redemption. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't that. like feeling good. I like feeling evil. <laughs> right, right. It, it, it's like it's uh, it's 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 boring. <laughs> it's boring as hell, right? Like when when someone's just evil for the sake of being evil, right? It gets boring. Right. So. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Spider-Man Sinister Six. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be coming. And, and, and they're saying that uh, Toby Maguire's Doc Ock is the one that's coming back. Yes. Yep, I saw that. And then Jamie Foxx is supposed to be coming back. Um, yeah. They're supposed to be bringing back Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire. So <laughs> this is going to be wild, dude. It's going to be wild. And the guy's name is Little Pirate of Spider-Man's Pizzas. What's that? that coming. The guy said, hey... Spider-Man stole that guy's pizzas. Oh, yeah. He's also supposed to be Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, right, man. Well, let's wrap this thing up. And um, 
I will talk to you again in a few minutes on our podcast, Long Lost Brothers. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, anytime. Later. Okay. I really hope you enjoyed that series of conversation. And, and I'd love to hear what you guys think. As always, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Real Brett Scott. But before I close this thing out, I want to mention a couple other announcements from Marvel and Disney. In addition to these four trailers, we also got news of a couple new series that will be added to the Disney Plus mix in the near future. First up is Secret Invasion. Now, this was alluded to before when they announced that there would be a Nick Fury series. Um, this is that series, and it centers around the Secret Invasion storyline, where shape-shifting scrolls have infiltrated Earth, and many of the people that you think you know are actually scroll imposters. In this series, Nick Fury and a scroll partner will track down the imposters and attempt to free Earth of the invasion. Also announced was the new series Ironheart, which I don't know much about, uh, but from reading about it, it, it's a story that centers around a female version of Iron Man. Uh, the main character, Riri Williams, is a super genius who develops some Iron Man tech of her own and dons the suit herself and has unique adventures all her own. Of the two, I think I'm most excited about the Secret Invasion. Um, now, originally, I wasn't that excited when I heard about a Nick Fury standalone series, and, and I, I talked about that in a previous episode. But now, knowing what it is and what the storyline's going to be, I'm pretty pumped. It, it sounds like a good time. Oh, oh, and, and I did get a chance to check out Marvel 616 on Disney+. Plus. So... If anyone is interested in hearing my thoughts on that, just reach out and let me know uh, at the same places as before. Uh, Real Brett Scott on Twitter or Instagram. And if enough people are interested, I will definitely make an episode devoted to the Marvel 616 series. It's not technically what this podcast is for, which is talking about the MCU-connected series, but I'm a fool for this stuff. I love it, and I love all of it. And I could talk about it all day. So if you guys want to hear it, I want to talk about it. Uh, reach out and let me know, and I'll be happy to oblige. All right, ladies and gents. This is where we wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. I know there are a ton of Marvel podcasts out there, so I really appreciate you giving this one a shot. If you'd like to see the podcast grow, the best thing you can do is share the episodes on social media. So please do that if you enjoy what you heard. Once again, you can reach out with questions or comments at RealBrettScott on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email the show at marvelpluspodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. My name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus.